0: Sunny 16 presents... Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Sunny 16 presents On Location. Today we have the first of a two-part series, Fumbling in the Dark with Dave Walker. Over these two episodes, Dave will talk us through his experience learning RA4 color printing. Stay tuned at the end to hear how you, too, can share what you've been up to. Testing, testing, one, two, three. This is Dave Walker, testing for the Sunny 16 Presents podcast. Uh, Today I am trying to do about half a dozen things I've never done before, and (laughs) we'll see how it goes. I am currently in my uh, darkroom of sorts. It's the back of my garage. Uh, My darkroom bench has been set up in here for two or three years. Uh, ...since the children took over their bedrooms again. Uh, But I haven't really used it, Um, so I thought it would be fun to record myself trying to do something different. Um, What the thing I'm trying to do is to make a colour print. I've never made a colour print, I've never been in a room with somebody who's made a colour print. I don't really know what I'm doing. I've got some chemicals that are probably uh, slightly expired. I've got um, paper that's really quite old. Um, I've got a colour enlarger I've never used before, um, with an electronic timer that I designed and built myself uh, strapped to it. Um, It's going to be fun! Uh, So uh, first things first, I've uh, I've picked out a negative to put in the negative holder, Um, I need to heat up my chemicals and uh, get the easel set up and all those things, so I'll be back in a moment. So the first thing I've noticed is uh, that because I put hot water into the mop bucket I'm using to warm up my chemicals, the water itself is actually already more or less where I need it. I think it's measuring about 36 and I need about 35 but that's probably near enough on the basis that by the time I pulled out the bottles and into the tank um, it will have gone down a bit. Um, So the paper I'm using is Fuji Color Crystal Archive except the size I've got it in is 10 by 12 inch sheets and the tank I've got doesn't hold 10 by 12 sheets. So my first problem is going to be tearing that paper down to size in the dark because it's color paper i can't use a safe light um, so i'm going to just tear it in half um, and then get something approximating a five by seven print or, or maybe a bit wider maybe a five by eight um, to match the negative a bit better um, i had a bit of a look at the color negative in the enlarger and uh, interesting uh point of note is that it's harder to focus a color negative than a color one to my eye sorry a color negative than a black and white one um there isn't any grain to focus on so my grain focuser uh isn't a whole lot of use (laughs) um but um it seems it's not too bad to get it uh, sharp enough by eye i think so we'll we'll just see how we go um so my Bottles of chemicals um, are in the bucket warming up. Um, my negatives in the holder, my enlarger timer is working. Uh, next thing I need to do is tear some paper in the dark um, and keep it in the dark until I need to use it. Um, I'm roughly following um, uh, Ribsy's method of a, a handheld Jobo drum. Um, I say roughly because uh, some time ago I I, um, paid for and downloaded his um, very useful instructional course on on how to do colour printing in the darkroom Um, but I've since lost the PDF. I I read it a few times (laughs) um, but it's been months since then so uh, I'm slightly winging it but I think think I've memorized all the important bits. Um, We need about um, 2 ounces or 60 millilitres of developer in the tank uh, and then uh, swirl that around for 45 seconds at, um, to develop it and that's uh, probably best used one shot so pour that away afterwards. Then we'll give it a rinse with some water um, and then I'll put the blicks in, same amount of blicks. Uh, 45 seconds again. Uh, we can reuse the blicks so uh, we don't need to pour that away. Um, that can go back in the bottle um, and then uh, another rinse, and then with any luck we'll have um, a test print. I'll, I'll do a, um, a strip test first, like I would with a, a black and white print. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm expecting the colours to be all over the place. The colour paper itself often comes with a, a filter factor marked on it. Uh, so I need to go and look for that um, as a place to start, but uh, we'll see how we go. I'll be back soon. While the chemicals are still warming up, I, I haven't managed to find a filter factor on the paper, so I'm just going to guess. I, as as I understand it... Oh, this is very much the blind leading the blind, by the way. If, if you know how to do colour printing and you've done it before, I do apologise for my amateur approach. Um, <laughs> But I don't. I, I don't have another choice. I'm in. I'm in a garage, which is not attached to my house. Um, it's a short walk down the drive, but as a consequence, there's no running water anywhere near me. There's no um, internet signal, and I don't have a smartphone, so I can't. Uh, I can't easily look things up. So uh, I'm in a, an internet-free zone in the in the corner here. I'm lucky to have electricity, to be honest, there's one socket <laughs> in the corner. Um, I've realised I'm, I'm going to have to turn off my um, Cine still heater in the mop bucket when I'm printing because there's a light on the screen on the front. Um, so I need to remember to do that. I need to remember to turn off. I'm using a tablet to record on, um, but it doesn't have internet access down here in the garage. Um, so, uh, the way I understand colour printing is you leave one of the knobs alone, one of the filter knobs, the uh, often the cyan I think, and then you adjust the yellow and the magenta. I, I could be completely wrong here, but you leave one of them alone and you adjust the other two. Um, otherwise you just end up changing the uh, whites to grey, uh, as I understand it. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll just pick some numbers, I'll do a test strip, um, and I'll see what happens. And if it's wildly wrong, um, I'm going to need to delve into uh, what I know of colour theory to try and pull it back. Uh, So that'll be interesting. Um, Yeah, wish me luck. Well, the chemicals are taking a long time to heat up. I've been out here mm, probably half an hour now. Um, and the water was already hot when i started but the bottles weren't they they had cold chemicals in um, and the room temperature is probably only seven or eight degrees at best because i'm out in a in the garage uh, so i've turned up the heater to 40 to try and um, speed things up a bit um, it's still going to cool down rapidly when i take it out but in the meantime I, I figure i can try and make an exposure i can put it in the tank um, and because it's a it's a daylight tank, I can put the lid on, um, and uh, wait for the chemicals to heat up to process it. So I'm going to do that now in the dark. Uh, but I do need to turn the heater off first once it's up. So I'll, I'll let it get up to 40 degrees. Um, it's already 39.6. It's going to go beep in a moment. I'll switch it off to um, make it dark. I'll switch my other light off and the tablet. Um, and then I can make an exposure. If The other problem I've got is trying to figure out which way up the paper goes once I've torn it in the dark. There's the heater. Um, it's difficult to tell with colour paper which is the f- top and which is the bottom, but uh, if you lick your thumb, the top side is just slightly sticky where there's an emulsion and the bottom is not, but it's it's quite subtle. so. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Let's see how we go. Okay. well that was exciting. So, um, uh, long story short, I dropped the tank on the floor and then had to find it in the dark without tripping over things and pulling out my microphone wire and all that sort of stuff. Uh, It's really, really dark, as you might expect. Um, The other trouble was I had to unplug the uh, light I'm using, the daylight light, it's actually an old port of flash, and i'm just using the continuous light on it although it is flickering a bit which I'm, I'm quite worried that bulb's gonna go and then i'll be stuck um but i had to unplug it because there's a red uh ready light on the top um and that uh, might have fogged my paper but anyway uh, i dialed the yellow to 40 the magenta to 40 i put the lens on f 5.6 um it's about 18 and a half centimeters off the um, base, but then the enlarger is probably a centimeter above that. Um, the paper's in the Jobo tank, I did five second increments across, probably five or six different ones. Uh, I'm going to check the temperature of the chemicals, pour out uh, about 60 mils um, and develop it for about 45 seconds, and then pour the developer away, um, rinse it, blix it, rinse it, Um, So I'll I'll leave the microphone going while I'm doing it, just for a laugh, and you can all giggle at my ineptitude, so it looks like we're about up to temperature. I'm using my dad's old um, mercury darkroom thermometer, which is quite good fun, Uh, but it does make me a little bit nervous each each time it drops into the bottle. Um, just in case the uh, the, um, the bottom bit smashes and mercury goes everywhere. But it hasn't happened yet, so fingers crossed. So, uh, I've poured out the appropriate amount of chemicals, I take the little lid off. Uh, and the way this Jobo tank works is you pour it into like a little cradle and it just sits there at the top. and doesn't do anything until you start rolling it and it comes out the sides. So fingers crossed this is watertight, because I haven't actually tested it. Um, So, let's go. 45 seconds, set the timer, and go. So I'm just sort of swilling the chemicals back and forth and rotating the drum at the same time. It's quite therapeutic. Whether or not there's any sort of picture is a complete mystery, of course. What I'm expecting is some sort of image on the paper, if I've got the paper the right way up. It's a big if. Um, But the colours to be massively wrong and the exposure to be all over the place. Uh, But we'll see. You never know your luck. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Okay, that's time. So I will Pour it out. This is using this as one shot. Oh, it's kind of very fetching blue. It wasn't that colour to start with, it was kind of um, straw, sort of straw orangey yellow colour. Ah. Now, that uh, was not a good thing. What happened there was the little cradle bit in the top that's supposed to keep it light tight has fallen in. So, I think that's a dead loss. I'm going to have to start again. Um, well, what the hell, let's, um, let's process the rest of it um, and see if I get anything at all, but um, I expect the light will have fogged that to death, so, um, but I'll carry on just for a laugh. Um, okay, I'll turn the light off, just pour a bit of water in there. Having gone to the effort of making the exposure, and uh, dropping it, um, it would seem a shame to give up before I know if there's anything at all, but you can hear it's rattling around in there. That's not good at all. Um, hmm. No, I'm going to abandon this one. I am going to do it again with the other half of the paper. Still, you live and learn. Uh, and what I've learned is to make sure that top is secure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I'm going to sort myself out and then come back. Well, I pulled it out, and uh, there's definitely some image on the paper, even though it's massively fogged and got a funny sort of blue colour, so I'm definitely not totally barking up the wrong tree. That's reassuring. I had the paper the right way up, and that's the main thing. So I'm going to have another go, turn the lights off, do it all again. Uh, grand, I wonder what temperature that chemicals are up to now. I don't want them to get too hot, but at the same time I do want them to get hot enough. I don't think we're in danger of going too hot. Even if it's 37 degrees or something in the tank it's not going to cause me any trouble. Um, not not at my level of ineptitude in any case. so. Um, I've had to line the enlarger up again in case uh, I knocked the easel while I was doing it. But it's not too bad actually. So um, same again, basically. Um, I'll see you on the other side. All right, same again. So um, I redid the exposure. The test uh, strip paper was wonky. I didn't get it in the easel straight, but it doesn't matter because it's a test strip. <clears throat> All the same settings, it's back in the tank, except this time I don't think the tank's going to collapse. Fingers crossed. So um, I've turned the heater off before I pour the chemicals this time so it's a bit less noisy. Um, what are we going for? We're going for about 60 mils. Or two fluid ounces, approximately. Just enough to cover the paper in the rolly tank. Shall I say, Jobo tank, but you roll it. Yeah, daft photographer joke. Right, forty-five seconds again. Uh, so I'll pour it into the funnel, the little basket thing. Put the lid on, and then I can start the timer. There is a little bit of a rattle in there, and that's there are some little plastic clips inside this tank, and they're supposed to hold the test prints. That's If the paper you're using is the right side for the tank I think. It just sort of holds them at the ends. Um, But because I'm just using a random size bit of paper, uh, because it's what I have, um, I've managed to dislodge one of those clips and it's it's just rattling around inside. Um, I don't think it'll make any difference, certainly not for a test clip. I might just take them out for the next one. Three seconds, two, one. There we go. So that's time. Um, Again, I will pour this lot of chemicals away, but I will do it more gently this time. (laughs) It's that fetching blue colour again. There we go. It didn't all collapse this time. So let's put a bit of Water in there is a bit of a rinse. I don't know if you need to do this if I'm honest. I can't remember if you're supposed to rinse between um, the developer and the fixer, but I can't see it doing any harm. Um, so I'm gonna do it anyway. Feel free to write in <laughs> if it's totally wrong. But I'll just swirl it around for a bit and then um, it'll make me feel better. Here we go. Pour out the rinse, now I didn't get as far as the Blix last time, but the Blix is the same as the developer, so it's um, same temperature, same time, same volume, Um, but I'm going to use a different measuring jug just so I don't contaminate the developer next time round. Fluid ounces. This is an old measuring jug, so fluid ounces it is. Nice noise, wasn't it? Let's pour it in the funnel. Lid on. 45 seconds, do the little dance. Now, in theory, you can reuse the blix. I don't know if I'll bother today, on the basis that I've got loads of it and I don't think I'm going to use it up before it expires. Um, but let's uh, see what we get. It's just it's harder work trying to pour it back into a, a small graduated funnel than it is just to pour it into my big jug of. Um, used stuff. Three, two, one. Beep beep beep. Okay. So this time I have actually blixed it. Let me pull that. Um, another rinse. Why not? If you're interested it's about ten past eleven at night. I didn't start this till uh, oh, about quarter past ten probably because when you have three children and a full-time job it's, um, it's difficult to find the time uh, which is why I haven't been out here really. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a challenge but I'm very much enjoying it so far. Safe in the knowledge that what I have is definitely not going to be high quality at this stage. This is still just a test strip and the colours are going to be all wrong. Let's have a look. So that was the rinse. I've pulled that away. Let's take the lid off the tank. That's quite secure and then try and fish the paper out. It's stuck to the sides. Okay, oh craggy. right. It's very dark. So, dark is... too much exposure. It's also kind of, um... It's very blue. And it's kind of... (coughs) um, mottled. So very dark, very blue, kind of mottled. Sort of looks like it's been uh, overexposed massively um, but at the same time around the edges it's pure white so the, the paper's okay I don't think the paper's fogged but there's loads and loads and loads of blue so how do we get rid of blue it's a negative process so we want to effectively add more blue in relatively um to so take away more yellow and magenta I guess and what do those numbers go up to so it's on 40 at the moment they go up to 170 so if I double them up to 80 or let's just go to 100 what the hell 100 on both. Um, keep the cyan on 0 so what I've noticed on this enlarger is you when you turn the n- knobs the higher numbers are higher filtration of that color so if I want to filter out more yellow and more magenta I need to turn out turn up to higher numbers I think that's how it works Um I'm going to have another go but I'm I'm slightly reassured that there's anything there at all, slightly disappointed that it looks so overexposed Um, and sort of consistently across as well, despite it being a test strip you'd expect lines and there aren't really lines so i i think i've done something wrong but it's also very very blue so um i am going to i'll tell you what that's interesting there's a red Filter underneath the enlarger, and it just catches the corner of the print because it swung around the wrong way, and it's for doing black and white prints, I guess. But in color, actually, the where the red filter comes across, it's corrected some of the color cast. So I, I'm definitely on the on the right track. Adding um, adding blue light, taking away yellow and magenta light, The the is going to be longer this time, I th- think, because there's less light to work with. Um, cool, let's give it another go. Make sure the basket's on tight, turn all the lights off and uh, do it all again. Uh, I need to tear some more paper, I need to work out which way up it goes, um, and uh, we'll be in business. All right. So, <clears throat> what happened that time was, uh, I. Uh, oh, that's interesting. So, um, I dropped half the paper on the floor, but decided not to try and find it in the dark because it'd just be covered in dust anyway. So that one's a loss. It's a big box of paper. Don't care. Uh, as I was going across with the test strip, I noticed that as I got towards one end, my piece of paper I'm using to shield the the print isn't quite big enough so I'll I'll get an extra exposure on the other end as well. I also noticed my um, enlarger timer, I must have clicked it from 5 seconds to 4 seconds somewhere along the line. But these are minor details. I won't bore you with the uh, developing this time. Uh, I will just come back afterwards and let you know what happened. Okay, so what I'm looking at here It's a very poor colour print Uh, test strip. It's got some colours in it. It's got some blues in the sky. It's got some white clouds. It's got some yellow rapeseed. But the colours are very uh, faded, really. The whole thing looks slightly under a, a haze. So I think somewhere, in the shorter exposure time is better. Maybe 15 seconds or so will be a good sort of place to start. It tends to get quite muddy up the other end. The filtration is not dreadful, but the colours are not bright. So I think I need probably some more yellow in the print. Um, so I need to more yellow filtration, because it's a negative print. So I'll turn the, the yellow up a bit, um, not by much, and maybe I'll do a, a full-size test print. So let's say 15 seconds and I'll put it up to 120 yellow and see what I get. But um, it's not terrible, um, well, it is terrible. but. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's something, and it's something to work on, so I'm going to do that next. Um, I've realised I need to be quite careful rinsing the tank after using the blicks because otherwise it's going to knacker the uh, uh, developing chemicals. So that's another thing to worry about when I don't have running water. Great. OK, let's do it again. Alright, so <laughs> some progress. It still looks really washed out, and I don't know what the reason for that is. Maybe... Maybe it does need more exposure after all, but it, it does look... It looks a bit... Um, like it's behind a, a neck curtain or something. So I'd need to try and figure out what's going on there. <clears throat> but the surrounding paper is white, so I think the paper's okay. Um, yeah, so colours... Wise, it's not brilliant exposure wise it's not brilliant <laughs> um, just trying to work out what to do next I think it's still too blue those clouds that should be white are still blue maybe that's what the problem is so both those dials need to go up a bit I'll leave the blue on zero filtration because I want as much blue as possible going onto the print to get rid of the blue on the image and i'm going to turn those other two dials up another um another 30 each and give it another go what we've got to lose yeah let's try that um okay see you in a bit so i've I've come back during the developing process because what i've noticed is Earlier on, whereas the developer was coming out pale blue, it's now coming out kind of looking like the colour of um, film base, the, um, the sort of dark orangey colour. So I'm wondering if that's because I'm using different amounts of the different dyes in the developer, and what's left is coming out in the colour, but um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, It's just an interesting point of note. So I've just done the developer, I've just done the rinse, uh, I'll come back once so I've done the, the blicks and rinse. Hmm. So my theory didn't seem to add up actually, it's it hasn't really got any better, so I'm I'm obviously doing something wrong. If anything it looks slightly worse, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> which is to be expected when you don't know what you're doing. But the exposure itself, I mean there's detail in the right places, but the colour is dreadful. It's all very, very blue. So I think I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I have misunderstood how the filtration works. Maybe I need to turn those other colours down a bit. It's not not dark blue, it's a kind of cyan cast, but turning those other filters up didn't seem to help. So, what did it? Those clouds, I could persuade myself the clouds were a bit less blue than they were, but overall there's no colour in the image, it's um, it's very kind of monochrome. Hmm, maybe the exposure's wrong, maybe I need to do another test strip. So I, I did see, um, in one of the, the books I've got, I did see a, a method for trying to determine the colour. You do a sort of cross hatch with a couple of different colour settings. Um, but obviously I've forgotten how to do that. <laughs> uh, I must have read it months and months ago and I've forgotten um, I don't have it with me. Let's see if I can come up with a method. Um, I suppose I could I could cut a slot in a test strip and try a bunch of different color um, settings and see if one of them looks right. I might try that. Um, at a bunch of different exposures too. I might need to do that. I think I need to widen the search a bit because um, what I'm doing isn't working. So it's it's quarter to twelve, so time's getting on a bit. I can't do this all night. Uh, but I do want another couple of goes, so I am going to try some different colour settings in different directions and see what I can come up with. And then if all else fails, you know, I've still learned some things, I can ask the experts tomorrow. I'll go online and um, ask the people who know what they're doing. <laughs> Which maybe I should have done before I started, but where's the fun in that, hey? Eh? Um, cool. Alright, I'll let you know how I get on. Well, this is interesting. While I was digging through my darkroom bits and bobs, trying to find something for to make a suitable mask, I stumbled across a thing called a Simmer Color Reversal Color and Exposure Calculator Kit. Easy to use calculator tells you what exposure and filtration to use for making color prints from any slide or transparency by the subtractive method. Uh, new and improved, used for both negatives and slides. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know if this will work, but basically it's a grid of lots of different filter options and you use um, uh, a diffuser so it sort of blurs out the image and spreads the colours around. And then you stick this filter over your paper and you see which one of the dots looks most neutral grey. Um, it's worth a go, I mean it's basically midnight, but um, what have I got to lose? The, the trouble is, all the instructions assume materials that don't exist anymore. <laughs> so it's all it's all paper that doesn't exist and film types that don't exist. Um, but I might get somewhere with it because it does it does seem to give options of um, different filter packs and correction factors and things. So I'm I'm going to give that a, a go just to see what happens, really. Um, but I will keep you posted. Um, I'm not expecting a great deal, but um, who knows? Never know your luck. Right, so this, this thing's wicked complicated, but um, I think, well, <laughs> we'll see when we get there. But I've got, I'm going to have one more go tonight and then I'm going to give up. But basically it's it's indicating that I need to add cyan filtration, uh, which is not what I expected, but I imagine that's just because I'm wrong. Uh, so um, rather than have all three filter packs um, running at once, which I understand is not so great, i um, I've um, added in the cyan required and then turned them all down until one of them zero. And the one that's zero is magenta and then I've got 20 yellow, 20 cyan, we going to guess at 15 seconds again and we're just going to give it one more go and then we'll call it a night because it's quarter past midnight um, and I expect my wife's wondering where I am. Uh, But let's give it a bash. One more go. um, For now. (laughs) Well, I think that's what's called in the trade an epic fail. That is pretty dreadful. (laughs) Um, Okay. I clearly don't know what's going on here. uh, So I'm going to need to consult some experts, uh, which I will probably do over Instagram tomorrow. Um, But in the meantime, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I've uh, tried some things I've never tried before. I've tried some theories out that I had that turned out to be nonsense. Um, (laughs) I mean, there is a chance, of course, that the tank's just uh, contaminated and I haven't been washing it properly. That would explain a lot, uh, and may well be the case. Um, I don't have running water out here, and it's definitely a problem uh, trying to get everything clean between runs. Um, it also mentioned in the color analyzer uh, instructions that paper looks kind of blue uh, until it's dry, and I don't have any method of drying it either. Um, but the colors are really dreadful, really muddy. Um, it's just kind of behind a veil, so. Um, I am going to call it a night, it's 22 minutes past midnight, um, but I've had a lot of fun recording. Uh, and I will continue this saga once I know what the hell I'm doing. Or at least I think I do, and then I will soon be proved <laughs> wrong again uh, by the fickle finger of fate. Um, all right, good night. It's the morning after my first printing session, which went uniformly terribly, um, and I th- I've had a bit of a think about what was going on in the in the process and, and where I may have been going wrong, um, <clears throat> and some of it comes down to getting confused in my head between the way the filters work and how the negative paper works. So I think I had it back to front, so I, I was thinking that if I turned the cyan filter up it would filter the cyan out, whereas actually it filters the complementary colours out, um, increasing the relative amount of cyan in the light that's coming down. So that was back to front for a start, so that means I was heading in the wrong direction and that's why most of my prints were very blue the last print the one i did before i gave in um actually is when dry it's it's actually quite a lot more neutral than the others and um, presumably because i wasn't putting in <coughs> all the crazy amounts of um yellow and magenta filtration so um actually i think that the filter pack that's in there isn't massively wrong but the print still looks dreadful because It's very muddy, there aren't any whites in it. I think the the thing to do next is probably to reduce the exposure time, to do another test strip with this filtration setting um, and see if anything looks closer to a a natural print color. I've also uh, I reached out to a couple of people online uh, and Ribsy has sent me some very useful uh, videos to watch on um, how he does his printing and how to troubleshoot some of the prints so I'll, I'll, I'll watch those before tonight's session um, and see if I can figure it out. It's definitely figure figureoutable, um, I just haven't, uh, haven't thought about it for long enough. So, um, more thinking to do, more printing to do, I will get at least one print out of this thing before I <laughs> before I give up. Um, it might not be tonight. We'll see how we go. Um, but um, it's definitely fun trying. All right, uh, day two or should I say night two of the uh, color print experiments. Um, I'm a little bit later starting today so it might be a shorter session, <clears throat> but um, my chemicals are already up to temperature because I popped out to the carriage earlier to turn the uh, heater on. So um, the way I left it yesterday was the enlarger set to 20 yellow, 20 cyan and 0 magenta because that's what the little test thing said. Um, That will do for a first start. I'm going to stop it down a bit. Um, I think it's just overexposed all the way across, so I'll stop it down to F8 to um, extend the um, time a bit, give me a bit more time to play, Uh, and I'll do a test strip in two second increments um, across the paper. Yeah, let's try that first, see where we are, and go from there. Alright, it's in the tank, um, so I can turn the lights back on and um, start the processing again. Um, One thing I did notice, I I took the tank into the house overnight to give it a proper clean-out, and I noticed one of the clips that holds the funnel into the lid has snapped off, which is possibly why it all collapsed the first time I I tried to do it uh, yesterday. It seems secure enough, but um, I might need to repair that slightly. Um, so, I will do the developing and I will come back when I have something to say. Just before I take the lid off and, and see what I've got, um, I'm doing a couple of things slightly differently today compared to yesterday, having watched Ribsy's videos that he recommended. So, the first one of those is that I'm using more blicks. I've probably got uh, it's nearer five ounces in the uh, Cylinder I'm using, which is what 130 mils or something, Um, and I am reusing it. So I'm I'm pouring it back into the the bottle, and then I'll I'll use it again next time. It was, um, I think you need, well, judging by the video, you need plenty of blix. You want to make sure it's properly blixed, um, and you can reuse it. So uh, probably best to do that. Um, Also, I'm not rinsing between. Developer and Blix, uh, but I am rinsing much better afterwards to make sure the tank's clean. Um, so there's that, uh, and also the way I'm uh, manipulating the tank is a little bit different. I was kind of joggling it side to side whilst rotating it yesterday. Um, I've noticed uh, Ribsy doesn't do that, so I'm I'm just sort of going backwards and forwards and trying to keep it fairly level, um, and so backwards as well as forwards. So I'm reversing direction periodically. Uh, so anyway let's um let's take the lid off and and see if there's anything in here <laughs> I, okay so what what has happened here is rather beautiful but uh, wrong so um, I printed on the back of the paper um, I didn't check it this time I thought I can figure out which is the top and which is the bottom without licking my thumb um, so I didn't bother checking it but <laughs> turns out i can't so um i'm i'm going to need to check that properly for the second half but it has come out a really rather beautiful um, bright pink color it's it's quite uh, surreal it's a little bit soft but you can still see what it is um and there are some whites so definitely on the right track um, and it's that it doesn't take much exposure even through the back of the paper so i I I reckon I must have been flooding it with light, so I'll I'll do the same again on the top, um, but I wonder if I ought to turn the lens down even further to um, f11 and that might give me a a better range of exposures. Um, Alright, I'll try that and I'll come back afterwards. Amazing, if there are a million ways of messing up a color print, I must be finding them all. Um, I did switch the lens to f11, and then during the test print I must have knocked the timer again, self-made timer, completely dark, uh, and so it was only clicking on for one second at a time. But I will develop it anyway, I think I've got it the right way up. Let's see what we've got, if anything. I'm quite curious now to see what I've got. Um, So here's the big reveal. Pop the lid off, have a look inside. Oh! well it's it's on the right side of the paper this time which is grand, but the colours are really wacky and the exposure time I'm looking at it's quite a decent test strip on the on the basis that it goes from way too light to really too dark, but it does it quite quickly so I'm going to suggest that somewhere along the Three second mark at f11 is probably optimal. Maybe even less than that. Maybe two seconds. I wonder if it's because this enlarger is just too bright. It's uh, or it's too close to the easel or what. It's not very big enlargement. Um. But um, Anyway, so that's that's exposure. I reckon we probably want about. This. I'm going to say. Two or three seconds. Um, so what, I'm, what I might actually have to do, which I don't normally like doing, is um, take it down another notch to f sixteen and, and take it up to five seconds ish. Um, with that done, the colour's all wrong still, so um, it's it's still very very pink. So there is too much magenta in it. Now there isn't any magenta filtration on at the moment. Um, which could be part of the problem. So what I'm going to do is turn. There's there's not enough blue in it either. So I'm going to take the blue down to zero, and take the magenta up to. Uh, well, let's try twenty for now. So it's twenty yellow, twenty magenta. Two and a uh, five seconds at f. 16. Uh, Let's see where that gets us. Um, Do I need a test strip? I might do a test strip just in case. So I'll do it in one second increments across the thing and get um, seven or eight of them. Uh, All right, see you on the other side. It is interesting. I'm I'm finding uh, it's getting easier to find my way around in the in the pitch black. Um, it was a bit of a, a strange experience to start with, because obviously I'm, I'm used to a black and white darkroom when there is some light, even if not masses, but you can sort of see what's going on. Here, there's a very small, slightly glow-in-the-dark patch on the front of the enlarger, which helps you get your bearings. And then there's a, a little um, neon light in the extension strip, uh, off in the corner, should be far enough away it doesn't make any difference um, and then although I've taped over the top of the um, photo flow lamp there's a little neon there as well I don't think those are going to cause me any trouble um, but you, you, you do sort of get your bearings after a while and uh, I don't know if it's the acoustics or your mind just fills in the blanks of where things are once, you, once you've been stood there um, but yeah it's getting easier. So. Um, I'll just talk you through the the development again because uh, it's been a while since I did that at the beginning. So developer goes in. That's about uh, 60 mils, and it's about 45 seconds. So I'm just rotating the tank now, backwards and forwards. The developing seems to be more consistent than it was yesterday on the test strips. So that's reassuring, at least. That's something. Um, and there's a recognisable image with, you know, whites on it somewhere. So th- there's, there's definitely a picture to be found. Um, I was really fumbling in the dark yesterday. I, I might call this whole, uh, I was going to say series, but it's, uh, you know, potentially an edited podcast at some point. I might call it Fumbling in the Dark, because that sort of sums up what I'm doing. Um, I toyed with the blind leading the blind as well, but maybe that's not quite so PC so i've got the developing done let's pour that away again it's back to that sort of pale blue color so I, i think part of what was going on yesterday was i wasn't rinsing my tank well enough so today i brought extra water and a bigger bucket so that i can um make sure it's all cleaned out properly after the blicks Um, I'm sure if you get Blix in the developer, it doesn't like it. So, um, Blix is going in, there's, uh, as I said before, there's more Blix than developer and I'm reusing it. But I'm sticking it back in the bottle in between uh, and back in the mop bucket to keep warm Um, so it's always up to temperature. We're about halfway through the Blix now. Um, I do worry with the the very short uh, test strip exposures, at sort of one second each, the lamp might take a a moment to warm up in the enlarger so it might not be very accurate when I scale it up. Um, But uh, my timing's not good enough just to move the paper out of the way on time Um, and I don't have a metronome so um, maybe that's something to think about later. I'm getting ahead of myself slightly. Right, that's the Blix poured out. I'll pour some water in. This is warm water, um, on the basis that it's probably better to be at roughly the same temperature as the developing chemicals. I'm not sure I've seen that written down anywhere, but it seems sensible to me. So, um, again, more water than either Dev or Blix, actually. And I'm just rotating it in the same way um, and I'm doing it twice, so it's, it's not like a proper Ilford method for washing film, but it should be enough to get almost everything out of the tank. They're designed to be sort of rinsed clean anyway. So that's the first rinse into the bucket, let's do the other one. So this is not the ideal space to be working in. Um, basically, I've got my enlarged table. I, I built this many years ago, probably oh 15 years ago or something. I built it from MDF in a previous house, and it lived under the stairs. And I had a sort of dark curtain around it to um, keep all the light out. And then at night time, I just shut the curtain and, um, and work away. And that was great, but then we moved house. (laughs) Uh, So for a while I set up in what was a spare room at the time. But since then we have had three children and they take up a lot of space. Uh, So all my darkroom stuff had to come out to the garage, which it did. But unfortunately a load of my other stuff came out here as well. So there's not masses of room to work in. And I don't really have clearly defined wet and dry sides. Um, I'm just sort of working around what I've got. Anyway, so that was the second rinse. What's in the bucket? Let's have a look. Interesting. Ooh, we're getting a bit closer now. Um, So the colours are a bit better. It's a bit pale, so... um, We're definitely heading the right way. We've gone from way too dark to somewhat too pale now. And there's still too much magenta in it, I would say. So I'm going to dial the magenta up another 20 clicks. Um, and I'm going to... Well, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... I'm going to go... yeah, it's probably about eight seconds exposure we're aiming for, so if I do it in two-second increments across the test sheet, um, we should catch it somewhere in the middle. So, I'm going to do that. So, what did I say? dial up the magenta, it's on 20 at the moment, so turn it to 40. Um, yellow still on 20, cyan on zero. This is very much looking much more like natural colours. Um, there's yellow in the image because it's um it's a rapeseed field with me standing in front of it. And then there's a sort of pale blue sky I'm hoping for eventually. Um, but you know we'll see how we go. With fluffy clouds in the sky, okay, so lights off time again, I need to put the other piece of paper in big reveal time. um I like to do these while I'm recording, so I don't cheat by looking at them first. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's getting pretty close, although I guess because I've just dialed in more filtration, the exposure needs a bit more help, so. Plenty of yellow. Um, there's a little bit of blue in my jeans. There's still too much magenta, I would say. So I'm going to turn it up another 20. What did we have before? We had 40 last time. Let's try 60 this time. And we need. We're going to need a bit more exposure. So that was two, four, eight. So two, four, six. I've forgotten how to count. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, Okay. So I reckon it's more like 15 at that. Ex- um, that filtration. Might be a little bit more this time so if i do five second increments now which is much more like sensible times um i'll do a test trip across there five second increments f 16 20 yellow 60 magenta zero blue let's try it it's that time again um i must have I, f- I found yesterday's session a bit demoralizing to be honest i i had this naive fantasy of being able to go straight in and make it work first time. Um, but, you know, nothing worthwhile was ever easy. Uh, and it's, it's very satisfying today, seeing something a bit more promising and, and having a, a route, a method to improve the prints. Of course, I'm saying this just before I open the tank, which is textbook um, Tempting Fate. The the clanking noise is just me pouring the blicks back in the bottle to keep it warm. Um, So let's take the lid off, have a look inside, what have we got? Okay, so the colours are very neutral. This is good news. I can see blue jeans, I can see yellow flowers, I can even see a bit of green on the grass. Um, I can't see any clouds yet. Um, so, what do we do? What do we do? It's a bit pale. So, we've got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 seconds now. So, that filtration really makes a difference to the exposure time. So, I'm going to take it down a couple of notches. So, it was at F16. If I take it to F8, uh, I need a quarter the amount of time, which is good because 25 seconds wasn't enough. So, if 25 wasn't enough and I now need a quarter as much as I did before then I'm looking at somewhere between I don't know, 7 to 10 seconds I would expect which is great I'm gonna go and do another test strip I'm getting through the test strips but frankly I've had this paper for so long um, and I haven't used it for anything um, and it's a box of 50 um, so I'm I'm quite happy to to work through it just to you know make it easier on myself Um, And these chemicals I've had for a long time as well. Um, I've been planning this for ages and ages and, frankly, not been brave enough to uh, just get out there and do it. So um, this is really exciting for me. Um, So what did I say? I've turned the lens down two notches to f8, makes it brighter. Um, If I do it in five-second intervals again... I should find it fairly quickly five might be too long let's try fours um, and uh, and see what we get I, I quite like the, the very last one the 25 second exposure I can see the hint of some clouds but there's there's no blue sky so it's just um, there's not enough exposure yet um, it's a bit pale and washed out but the colors are looking much much better so um, I am going to do that. Four seconds, strips, uh, F8, same filtration for now, 20 yellow, 60 magenta. Here we are again, just about to pop the lid off. Hmm. That's interesting. The whole thing has gone very, very pale and underexposed looking again. What's going on there? I don't think I changed anything significant. The chemicals were just as warm, but this test strip, compared to the last one, is significantly weaker in colour. So that's interesting. On the other hand, there is now blue in the sky that there wasn't before. It's just the whole thing is now kind of a bit green. <laughs> so you can't win them all. Okay, so I think. Yeah. What's going on? I'm going to have to have a think about that. All I can think to do is to go back a step um, and try and. Replicate the previous test strip, so maybe I'll switch the lens back to f sixteen just in case that has an impact. I don't know if there's some weird sort of reciprocity failure thing going on that's coming into play, but I will. I'll switch the thing back to f sixteen. Um, I will uh, just extend the printing time so around. I went up to 25 last time, so if I do it in 10-second increments instead of 5-second increments, um, and see where we go from there. Interesting, eh? I'm nervous now. I, I had been fairly confident things were heading in the right direction, and that one slightly threw me for a loop, but let's have a look. Let's see what we've got. very pale indeed. Hmm. I wonder. Something's changed. I was getting... something has definitely changed. I wonder if the developers suddenly gone off, I think. Let me check the temperature. They're still warm enough, but whereas before I was getting believable dark colors, it's gone very, very pale, um, mm, strange, hmm. I don't know what to do next. I've only got about enough developer mixed up to do another two or three test strips. That's the problem. Um, I've slightly lost confidence in my direction. So I'm going to have a bit of a think, decide what to do next, and try and improve on what I have. I wonder if the tanks just got gradually contaminated and it's it's killed the developer. Um, I'm going to give it a good rinse out and see if that helps. I'm no longer alone climbing up the wall. Is a woodlouse. This is quite exciting. I hadn't seen any other living things in here before. There are dozens and dozens of dead spiders, but um, or spider skins, I suppose. Lots of cobwebs, but uh, now there's a live woodlouse. Maybe he's killed and eaten all the spiders. He can stay. Right. What's in the tank? I gave it a good wipe-out. Oh, that's looking a bit more promising. Um, let's pull it out so I can see. Oh yeah, we're winning again. I think the tank was dirty. I gave it a good wipe-out with some kitchen roll and um, and went again. And This time I, I split the difference down to F11 um, in 10-second strips and it's beginning to look like I might get something out of it. So. Uh, it's difficult to judge exposure um, on this test strip, but I'm going to say it's difficult because it's kind of mottled. I think the um, the developer didn't quite cover the paper in the first go, um, so some of it got more development than other bits. So some of it sort of it disappears to quite muddy on the left but on the on the right it's really too pale (laughs) Uh, I'm just picky like that Um, but colors wise it's better than it was it's um, I could convince myself it was a bit blue but again the exposure is all wrong so it's really hard to say but it is interesting that the colors are quite different from what I had before I had some really good yellows before and now the yellows are less good So, maybe, because I think I've only got enough developer to do one more strip, maybe I will pick a time, turn the yellow down a little bit, which should Make the yellow a bit brighter, is that right? I think that's right. Um, and go for a time of thirty seconds. So that's what I'm gonna do. I am going to do a whole picture. It's all or nothing now, because I've got no time left. I'm gonna give the tank another wipe out. I am um, well I say no time, we've got it's quarter past midnight, but that doesn't bother me so much as the fact I've run out of a developer. Um, so, wipe the tank out, 30 seconds, let's dial it in now, F11. I'm just going to take a little bit off the yellow filtration from 20 down to 15 as a last-ditch attempt to get a picture of some sort, and I will let you know how it goes. So here we are. Half past midnight on a school night, no less. Uh, developer bottle's empty. Slop bucket is full, uh, and in that tank is some sort of full print of indeterminate colour. Um, but however it turns out, and I'll find out in a moment, I'm I'm pretty happy with how today has gone. I've managed to coax colors, different colors, out of this paper and um, process uh, that I definitely wasn't getting yesterday. It was all coming coming out kind of muddy, browny colors. Um, and it's all a learning process. So what, what I'll do is, however this one comes out, I'll take all the prints indoors, I'll give them a good wash, hang them up to dry, and judge them in the morning when they're dry. But for now, we have... The finale of tonight's events. What's in the tank, Dave? Have a look. Well, good grief. It's nowhere near perfect. There's some developing issues. It's a bit dark and muddy, but my god, there's blue skies, white clouds, yellow fields, green grass. I could persuade myself I could pick out my brown hat as well. That's not half bad for my second evening's attempt. I'm quite pleased with that. More to learn, for sure, but that is the closest I've come to an actual picture in in two full days, and it's it's really nice that it's happened right at the end. Definitely somewhere to, to come back to. And luckily, I've recorded everything I've done, so um, even if I lose my notes, <laughs> I can listen to it back. Um, I'm hoping to come back and and finish this off and and get this print to really sing. Um, I need to mix up some more developer, but that's all fine. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it so far, Uh, listening to me making all the mistakes so you don't have to. Um, In the meantime, good night. I'll be back tomorrow to discuss how it looks in daylight when it's dry. Mm -hmm be watching for episode two where Dave will continue to fine-tune his process and share some of his lessons learned. If there's an experience you'd like to share, we'd love to help you get it out to the community. You can get in touch at sunny16presents at gmail.com.